0: Welcome to the Superhero News Show. My name is Sean Gerber. And I'm Mark Hughes. And this week, we're going to start taking a look at who should direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We got a final answer on the James Gunn situation last week in that he is not going to be rehired. James Gunn met with Walt Disney Studios chairman Alan Horn last week. Nothing's changed. He's still fired. Not going to be reinstated. Kevin Feige, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige, was not present for the meeting. He was out of town. But he's going to get back in town eventually. And when he does the director search for Guardians 3 is going to begin in earnest if it hasn't already. So with that in mind, we thought it would be a good time to run down a list of some of the names that we might that we might see when we start talking about a short list or just the ones we would like to see on the short list for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So this is going to be our top 10 uh, director candidates for the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 job. And this is just based on the names that we like for this job. It's not necessarily based on who's most likely to get it, although we, right. did, uh, we did account for likelihood in our list. Uh, you're going to get a top 10, which is really just a, co- a combined top 5 of Mark's top 5 and my top 5. So we're going to go ahead and break into and uh, get into that right now. So, Mark, who's on your list right now? Or st- let's go ahead and start off. Who's number 5 on your list for Guardians 3? Adam McKay, a name that I'm sure
1: doesn't surprise anyone to see in the, our top ten list. Mm-hmm. Uh, McKay has been approached by Marvel in the past about yep. uh, working with them. He has a, a great when a director resume. departed with with Edgar Wright from Ant Man. Yeah, it's he he's he has a, a history of doing ensemble comedy. Uh, that irreverent kind of approach and sensibility that would fit really well mm-hmm. with the Guardian series, and since they 're using of course they're going to to keep the the script that James Gunn wrote for the third film. So that means whoever comes in needs to share a lot of those kind of sensibilities and some of the similarities in approach. And even the, if you watch some of Adam McKay's films like Anchorman, for example, there's actually a fight scene in Anchorman and it has, it's well done and it Mm -hmm. has that same uh, ability to balance the comedy and the character within the context of an action uh, set piece. So I think he's uh, he's a valid name to keep on Mm -hmm. the list and I think... I, I picked him for my number five spot uh, because I think since he's worked with them that he's a name that probably has come up. So he's got a, a, the combination right. of likelihood as well as being someone that is that fits well with the property.
0: Yeah, I think the, the drawback for Adam McKay is just scheduling, which is going to yeah. come up with a lot of these names that we're going to discuss on the show because I know he has to – he's got his Dick Cheney movie that's still coming out this year and then – probably an awards campaign happening next year. So that would be a choice where I think Adam McKay could only work if they were willing to adjust the schedule for guardians of the galaxy volume three. Number five on my list is J. Chandrasekhar. This is a name we talked about on the superhero news show because he's already met with Marvel studios. He met with them a couple months ago and he had mentioned after that meeting, it was at the point where he was given a Marvel encyclopedia and he had to go decide which characters really sparked his interest. Well, At the time of that meeting, the Guardians of the Galaxy were not eligible to be a choice for him. So if he and Marvel aren't already working on something in particular then he could potentially now say, okay, well, if nobody else is going to do it, I would love to take a crack at guardians. And he's done ensemble comedy with the super trooper series. He's also done a lot of yes. television comedy, which you can't knock television comedy. Cause that's where the Russos came from. And look at how that worked out for Marvel. So it didn't J- go too bad. Yeah. So Jay Chandra is somebody that I have my, I, as soon as Marvel, he had said that he met with Marvel. That was an intriguing name. And I thought there were intriguing possibilities. Now, again he and Marvel Studios may already have landed on something that they like or maybe he decided he didn't want to do a Marvel Studios movie but if if he had, if he is interested and he and Marvel didn't decide on any particular character or property that he was going to work on then this guardian's opening may be something that he would jump into
1: yeah I think he's a I think that's a really good choice um, I w- the only the, there's the the question of if you're coming in for the first time do you want to be taking over a pro somebody right. else's property but it's the guardian so <laughs> if you're coming in and in a way yeah. that actually could kind of yeah. make it a little bit easier to if you're stepping in you have it's an established franchise and mm-hmm. that could help out and since it's the third one in the series yeah maybe that means then it's easier to move on to another one definitely so who's number four on your list <laughs> Well, my number 4 pick is Jordan Peel and it's tempting to want to place him higher on the list. Uh mm-hmm. the only reason I don't is because there's certain things about other picks uh, that make me place him a little bit ahead mm-hmm. and part of that is the likelihood issue because right. I I think he's he seems to be interested in pursuing a few other original uh Properties Mm -hmm. or projects and then maybe adapting some other stuff that's not within the superhero genre necessarily, but uh, I think he would be an excellent choice, and he's not someone that I've – I haven't personally heard anyone mentioning yet, but with his ability to mix comedy with really strong character-driven storytelling – Uh, Is a big plus, of course, Mm -hmm. and he has an enormous fan base, and he's uh, an Oscar-nominated filmmaker and uh, Oscar-winning filmmaker, and uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to look at Jordan Peele and not feel that. You could just kind of fill in the blank with any property at all and say, sure. Jordan, is, should Jordan Peele be a top five on that? And the answer would just be yes in, automatically.
0: Yeah, Marvel Studios would be so lucky as to work with Jordan Peele. So yeah. yeah, I agree with you that it's really likelihood is the only thing that drives him down on the list. Right. He would be at or near number one if we were just talking about we could just go ahead and get anybody we wanted to come in and direct this film. So we didn't let likelihood... Uh, completely impact the list here, but we wanted to have it have at least some weight right. uh, as we're trying to look at what who more realistically could end up with this job. My fourth choice, he may also be too busy because he's working on shows, and, and it's uh, Michael Sure, And that may not be a name that a lot of you are familiar with, especially in film. But you also, there was a time when you weren't that familiar with the name of the Russo brothers, but a lot of people knew them in television. Well, Michael Shore is the executive producer and creator of a few shows, including my favorite television show of all time, Parks and Recreation. He also created Brooklyn Nine-Nine and the best show on television right now, The Good Place. This is somebody who, and he's directed episodes as well. So he has this background in ensemble comedy and wrangling these hilarious casts. There's also a Chris Pratt connection because Chris Pratt he was on Parks and Rec yep. when he was cast to be part of Guardians of the Galaxy. So you have a little bit of a connection there. I think Michael Schur is somebody who one day, if he wanted to direct a Marvel film, would do a fantastic job of it. I think he could make the transition similar to how the Russo brothers did. Maybe not. Uh, it's a, it'd be a lot to just say without even looking at it that he absolutely could do as well as the Russos, but I think yeah. the potential is there. And so Michael Shore is somebody who is probably not on the radar for a lot of other filmmaking projects but Marvel we know will go elsewhere into different formats like television and just find somebody who does a great job who has unique ideas has a unique approach to storytelling which I think Michael Shore absolutely does yes. when you looks at when you look at Parks and Rec brooklyn 99 in the good place so this is somebody who i think is going to be on marvel studios radar anyway and maybe now would be an opportunity to pull the trigger on that but i also know he's busy brooklyn 99 got another season not on fox but they have another season he's obviously working on the next season of the good place so scheduling could be an issue here but if they can work that out then michael sure is one of my top choices for guardians 3
1: yeah sure has to be uh he has to be on Marvel's radar at this point, And mm-hmm. it's actually – what now it's not somebody we talked before the show. Yep. And it wasn't somebody that I had really thought of mm-hmm. or was really – I didn't recognize the name. And I'm embarrassed to admit that. But I didn't recognize the name. But as soon as the name came up, then it was mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, that's somebody yep. that I'm shocked has not already been brought in. Mm-hmm. And I would be personally very surprised if he's not high on the list yeah. actually for taking over – The Guardians at this point because pound for pound thinking about, well, who who seems like a perfect fit for that and a natural for it, he's one of those few names that really Mm -hmm. feels immediately natural for it. And I say that literally only having been just minutes into really thinking seriously about it. So, uh yeah, that's that's a really good pick. I have unless, to say that is uh, a really good pick.
0: Unless they want to save him to direct Fantastic Four so we can get Nick Offerman as Ben Grimm the Thing. So then I'll, <laughs> then I'll hold off on it. So who's number three on your list, Mark? Elizabeth Banks is there my number go. three All pick. Right. I like um, that.
1: I, elizabeth banks needs to be brought in and make a marvel movie at some point she's mm-hmm. just it's uh, I really want to see her working in the superhero film genre she again on having worked with ensemble casts and yes. comedy casts in the past uh, she's a ter- an, an enormous talent and I think it's this also gets to the idea of something that I think is important and I know a lot of fans w- will have mixed reactions to this but I'd like to see uh, women directors being brought in to direct things besides just I agree with that m- movies with women in the lead. I think it's important that those films also have women directing them. Absolutely, and, you know, women of color in particular need to get shots at making these films and be brought in more and represented mm-hmm. more. Um, but I think it's also important that they not be it not just become a thing where oh well you just make movies about women and right. you just make p- movies about people of color because you're a person of color and you're a woman, Right? it would... These, we need to see variety. Well, in the white of guys have been able making. to make
0: films about everybody forever, right. so exactly. that should apply to all other filmmakers now.
1: So, and and that's not the only reason she's on my she's on my list based on merit and quality and mm-hmm. her filmmaking abilities. But in addition to that, she got the, the reason that she's in the third position instead of the fourth position, uh, and arguably could be higher, is precisely because. It helps, and I think the quality of the filmmaking mm-hmm. benefits. The more variety, the more variety there is in the subjects and then mm-hmm. the characters. Well, the more variety we have behind the cam- camera and in front of the camera, that helps as well.
0: Well, and I, another great thing about Elizabeth Banks is there's a there's a sensitivity issue here, right? I mean, there you have the cast, especially somebody like Dave Batista who's been very vocal in how angry he is over the situation. And while you could point to Elizabeth Banks and say, well, she's a close friend of James Gunn, so she would never do this. Maybe that's who James Gunn would want to take over the job is even if Elizabeth Banks would have reservations about it. James Gunn might say, No, I want it to be you. It's going to be somebody. So I want it to be somebody who cares about my intentions for this story. And so, you know, and obviously, whether it's Elizabeth Banks or whoever ends up in this job, you have to balance their vision as the filmmaker because at this point it's their movie, not James Gunn's anymore, but it's his script still. And so you want to be able to honor what he had intended for the character while also balancing that with, of course, your own vision as a filmmaker. And I think Elizabeth Banks would be a great candidate to do that. And that's somebody that I think this cast would have no problem rallying behind. Uh, The number three choice on my list, this is probably the biggest long shot on my (laughs) list. Uh, I agree. But uh, but just in case, just in case they're only mad at Lucasfilm and not the rest (laughs) of Disney, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, I think, would be great candidates to come in for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. We know they can do ensemble comedy. They've got a connection to Chris Pratt from the Lego movie. And we know that they're big on improvisation, which maybe is not something that the Guardians franchise is actually not as big on on improvisation as you would expect. Most of that stuff that you see in those movies was there because James Gunn put it there in the script. But You know that cast has a lot of potential for improvisation and can do a lot of funny stuff. So I think Phil Lord and Chris Miller would be great candidates to come in and direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Maybe they would be excited. You know, just to say why they might be willing to take this job, whereas somebody else might, where you wouldn't normally expect them to, is at least within Marvel Studios, there's a greater, there's a building reputation now of their ability to embrace directors and directors who, don't, who aren't necessarily going to be slaves to the script and want to be able to improvise. I think Marvel's relationship with Taika Waititi could go a long way into maybe enticing Chris uh, Lord and Miller to give them a chance whereas they obviously didn't have the greatest experience working with Lucasfilm that's kind of the only thing that i think maybe gives gives marvel studios just a little bit of credibility with lord and miller uh, outside of every other branch at disney right now
1: yeah i think there're a very val- i mean i know a lot of people will be surprised and there there are obviously reasons that we can mm-hmm. talk about why it might not work out with that yeah. particular studio but i think uh really at the end of the day it's about business it's about art and if they're paid enough money and they're given yep and they're and and they're aware that they have the 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 freedom to kind of play with it and do and yep. make it their own even though they're using gun script i think that they're it's it's a really good choice and i i i would be hard pressed to find any other reason besides the fact right. that they didn't get a because if you watch you know. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the Lego movie, which I I watched it this weekend yeah. actually with family and uh watching the Lego movie you can absolutely see from that movie to a Guardian of the Galaxy movie, the transition yep. is very obvious, you know, how it could work out.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's get into – now we're down to our top two for each of us. So who's number two on your list? Well, this is not
1: going to – this is going to be a name that's on been on everybody's lips, of course, is Taika Waititi. Um, I think he is – with Thor Ragnarok, we saw the type of humor that – and actually, taking the humor and those sensibilities a step farther, even right. and the outrageousness going even farther beyond what we've seen, you know, in some of the, a lot of the Guardian stuff. Sure. And he's someone who already has a reputation with Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, a very good reputation with Marvel, and he's someone that I th- he's friendly, you know. He, he and James Gunn are friends, and so coming back to that yep. issue of if somebody's going to take this film over, James right. Gunn is going to want it to be somebody that he knows cares about and that can bring their own vision but also cares about and understands what he was doing with those characters and i think taika watiti has that uh not just from thor ragnarok Mm -hmm. but from all of the films that he's oh absolutely interestingly enough thor ragnarok is not May not even be the film that I would point to as the best example of him being able to do Guardians. I think I would point to What We Do in the Shadows mm. as the best example of if you want to see how he could approach a Guardians movie and why I think he'd be right for it. That film has the humor sensibilities. Yeah. But it's not – I mean Thor Ragnarok was a full-on comedy. Sure, sure. It was sure. 100% comedy and satire. Uh, what we do in the shadows was comedy and satire, but not quite it, – it, it had a slightly different feel to it, and I think the mm-hmm. feel of that movie would work well in a, with the Guardians.
0: Yeah, Taika would be – obviously he could do it, and he would do a terrific job at it. The only issue with Taika for me would be more interest, and not just – not because of the James Gunn situation and feelings there – because I think all of that can be worked out, and James Gunn is eventually going to say, "Look, somebody's got to direct this movie, so please don't right. be so precious about me. Like, please, I want somebody to make. I want a great filmmaker to come in and make this movie." I think the issue with Taika is he's. I know he said before that he wants to do another Thor film with Chris Hemsworth, yeah. and so the idea that's been floated around out there. I've talked about it. A lot of people have talked about it. Is a Thor four. Guardians 3 mashup is where I could see, I mean, which would involve some serious material changes and delays to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That's the scenario in which I see it being a little more likely that Tycho would be interested in the job. But that wouldn't be the most horrible situation. I mean, I want more of Thor and the Guardians like we had in Infinity War. But if he were to come in and just do Guardians 3 based off of James Gunn's script, that would be amazing, and of course we would all love it. Uh, number two on my list is another Marvel director. I have Peyton Reed. Yep. Peyton Reed is somebody who's been through this before, right? I mean, he w- he came in, and you could say that it sucks that he would have to do it again, but he wouldn't <laughs> have to. It would be his choice. But, he came in after Edgar Wright left Ant-Man. I thought he did an amazing job with that film considering that it was just a couple months until they started production, uh, with what he was able to do with that film. And I thought he did a terrific job with Ant-Man and the Wasp. And he actually has more time before Guardians 3 than he had before Ant-Man in terms of when the director departed versus, yeah. you know, when uh, production would start. So, I think he would do a great job at this. We know he does a wonderful job with Marvel comedies, so I think he would be able to nail all the comedy, all the humor that you would expect from Guardians of the Galaxy. He also does a really good job giving his films heart, especially in Ant-Man and the Wasp. There's a lot of heart in that movie, and so I think people love the sincerity of Guardians of the Galaxy in that franchise, not just the humor, and I think Peyton Reed would be able to deliver that. Also, having been through this experience before, you have to understand that these jobs... You're, it's not just the pure filmmaking of it as a director. You are also managing people, and you have a cast that most of the cast, I think, is okay. And, you know, They they all wrote their open letter, but you have somebody like Dave Batista who's got some hard feelings on it. Peyton Reed, as we can attest, having met the guy, not that we know him all that well personally, but probably the nicest guy in the world. So, <laughs> yes. An incredibly nice, sincere guy. It's not guy. even arguable. Yeah. <laughs> he is cre- the nicest person incredibly incredibly in the world. Incredibly nice, genuine guy, and I think he is somebody that... The Guardians cast would get along with perfectly from day one and he would be able and he would I think Peyton Reed also wouldn't have an ego about it he would be able to respect James Gunn's intentions via the script but then also deliver his own vision in it so he has he can handle the comedic timing all the elements that make the Guardians the guardians I think Peyton Reed can handle all of that and I also think there may be in terms of we talk about scheduling right availability. Yep. I don't think Marvel Studios is going to go right into production on a third Ant-Man film. I'm not saying they're not going to make another one after Ant-Man and the Wasp, but the box office, while it's very good, isn't so high that Marvel is like, we're greenlighting Ant-Man 3 tomorrow. Like it, they, There is enough time to where Peyton Reed could make Guardians 3 and then come back and make a third Ant-Man film or a Fantastic Four film, if that's what he's more interested in doing.
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, and that, if he... I- you know, the idea of a trade-off situation mm-hmm. where look, they need we need somebody that we can count on, yep. that we know. There's no having to get to know you with Peyton Reed. We've nope. gotten to know him. There's no question of can he step into a project yep. and take it over and then make it his own. They know he can. Yep. He has all the qualifications already. Mm-hmm. They're familiar. They know this all works. He has the, the time in his schedule. So going to him and saying, look, you are a natural mm-hmm. – you're an easy, natural fit for this. Yep. If you do it, then let's sit down afterwards and talk about Fantastic mm-hmm. Four, I could see that being a very compelling argument. And he is – Yeah, I mean, Peyton Reed is, uh, as you said, he's such a nice guy, and he's such a good filmmaker, mm-hmm. and he really cares a lot about getting it right. And I think there's uh, – th- there is – the question of, Everyone maybe being a little more comfortable, including the cast right. and getting on board much more quickly with him in that position. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that's it's a very solid pick, and he was somebody we talked you know mm-hmm. earlier. He would have been on my list as well. You know, depending well, on how we and, juggled and it around. People so.
0: forget he was up for Guardians of the Galaxy the first time. You know, he was one of the guys that James Gunn beat out, and so even though James Gunn obviously did wonderful things with Guardians, I still think Peyton Reed would have been a great choice. Yep. And Peyton Reed is also a massive massive legitimate Marvel Comics fan. So when you think of all the different easter eggs that you would want to populate a cosmic Marvel movie cuz that's that's a space no pun intended that Peyton Reed hasn't been able to operate in. So if you gave him right. that ability with also possibly being able to include Fox Marvel characters in there now, you could see a, you could see a really great love letter to Marvel Cosmic via a Peyton Reed directed Guardians 3. Yeah. But let's get into the top choices. Mark, who's number one on
1: your list? My number one is what's been my number one since the issue first came up, and that is the Russo brothers. Uh, I I don't think this is even a surprising pick. Um, in my opinion, the Russos have already made a film with the Guardians. Yes, they have. They've worked with James Gunn closely to make sure that that, and a lot of people liked
0: approach. that Guardians
1: material more than Guardians Volume Two. Yeah, so that they've worked with with Gunn and these actors. So mm-hmm. the actors have worked with them. So any actors who maybe have reservations about someone yep. else taking over, well, this is someone that's directed Guardians before. This is mm-hmm. you know, it's it's uh, the two directors have they've worked with the cast. They've worked with James Gunn himself. Right. They've ri- you know they've written for the Guardians. They've done this. Um, they have also delivered pound for pound what I think most people feel are is the best set of of, of Marvel films, mm-hmm. arguably in terms of looking at the various filmmakers and the projects they've taken on. I mean, look what they did with Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and then Civil War, and now Infinity War, and then Avengers Four. The amount their films have been so successful and have hit just just really on the nose Mm -hmm. every time. So when thinking about who can step in and take this project over and that you you could hand it to them and you wouldn't even have to ask questions or think about it again. It's a done deal. Just like Peyton Reed is that kind of an instant natural fit that, like, there's – it answers all the questions. Mm -hmm. The Russos answer all the questions and then some because of their experience already with the Guardians. The only question becomes the scheduling. You got to delay it. And I think with Marvel – I don't think they want to be in a position where – and I'm going to make the comparison. It's going to drive some fans crazy. But you don't want to do – you don't want this to turn into a DC and Justice League scenario where Mm. you'd rather meet a deadline than do what ensures the best possible outcome for the film. Sure. If the Russos – and I think they are. Not everyone will agree. But to me, since I think the Russos are the best option, delaying makes sense Mm -hmm. because – it's the best for the film, and then you, it's just a question of what else is on their plate after Avengers Four, and how much money do you need to offer them, and how much to do get you need them to push those back to do it. Yeah. And I think, I think there's there is a point at which they would do it as not just bec- for monetary reasons, but because of their relationship with Marvel, mm-hmm. how much they care about the characters and Marvel, and sure. as, a, as a big favor to James Gunn because of all the people I could imagine him being the most comfortable with and giving his blessing to in the strongest possible way, right. I think the Russos are the ones.
0: I, I think so, too. I mean, he, all, James Gunn and everybody this Guardians cast, they've already worked with the Russos. They are also already know what it's like to have the Russos working off of some of James Gunn's ideas because even though he didn't write Avengers Infinity War or Avengers 4, he consulted, and there were actual right. things that... It's not enough to get a writer's credit, but he did write specific things, like the Drax Invisibility bit that was hilarious in Infinity Wars. That was James Gunn's idea. So there were different things that James Gunn contributed. And the Russos just, again, it's the best idea. They don't care if it came from James Gunn instead of Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. So right. I think they would be comfortable with it. The cast would obviously be comfortable with the Russos. It would be a great fit. The only question I have is not even so much the scheduling, because the scheduling... Marvel would work that out. I think that the Russos said, hey, we'll do this for you. Marvel would do whatever they had to do on the scheduling to make it work, even if that means yeah. pushing the movie back. Uh, but I think the bigger question is, will the Russos really be w- willing to jump into this right away? I know they have, with their own production company, their own studio, they have two films that, they're, that they've lined up to go ahead and direct, and I think that's what they want to do before they go back and do any Marvel material. But as you said business sometimes, you know, and and also just the not just the money of it, but there is a different there is a level of excitement that comes with being able to make a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So maybe they could be swayed. And if they could, then, yes, that would be a wonderful that, you know, again, another scenario where in which Marvel Studios should be so lucky as to have the Russos come in with this situation. Now, uh, my number one choice is somebody who I absolutely believe is going to direct a Marvel movie one day. And or a Star Wars movie all one yep. day. I think she should do both. Um, and that is the woman who directed the best movie that I saw in all of 2017, Mudbound. D. Reese is my top choice to come in and direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Now, Guardians Three is not my favorite project for her. I would love to see her direct something like Miss Marvel or direct the Nova movie featuring Sam Alexander.
1: That'd or per, or
0: perhaps see her direct uh, the all female Avengers team up movie if that ever gets off the ground and happens or a Shuri movie I would love to see D. Reese come in and work with any number of Marvel projects basically if I were Kevin Feige I would just say who do you want and then as soon as she mentions a character just say okay and yeah. that's all I would do uh, D. Reese is an amazing filmmaker and not watch Mudbound but also. I know this sounds silly because it's just a commercial, but seriously, watch her Walmart Super Bowl ad that she did where there were multiple filmmakers and they all had the chance to direct a film based on a Walmart box and D Reese crafts this sci-fi superhero adventure story that this little girl is living out from inside the Walmart box while she's watching a movie with her mom. It's like it is amazing. I absolutely loved what she did with that. And when she I mean I was already impressed by Mudbound, but then when I saw that I was like, okay And I think I even tweeted something at the time, like Marvel and Lucasfilm should be and Warner Brothers with DC, too. Like they should be calling her tomorrow to try and see what she wants to do. Clearly, she has an interest and a passion for genre material and fantasy science fiction material, which Guardians of the Galaxy uh, would fit into. So she might be interested in this. I know she's in post-production on a movie she's directed right now. So, again, it's a thing where scheduling might have to be worked out. But this would be, Marvel Studios would be very, very lucky if they got D. Reese to direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And even, if, like I said, even if it doesn't work out for this project, I believe D. Reese uh, can and should direct a big superhero movie one day and a Star Wars movie as well. And, and Marvel might as well get her while they can.
1: Yeah, Star Wars, that's,
0: first of all, if you haven't seen that ad, pause
1: this video and watch her Amazon, <laughs> watch her, her Walmart, Walmart ad. ad right now. Uh, and then watch Mudbound because it was absolutely, I I spent the year banging the drum and standing on the roof of my mm-hmm. building with a megaphone as much as I could uh, praising Mudbound and saying that that film deserved and should have gotten a, it was the biggest snub yep. of the Oscars was uh, the shameful uh, passing over of that film and yep. D. Reese, uh For recognition Because it was absolutely It's one of the best films of the decade And that ad for Walmart Is one of the best ads I've seen in a very long time And it is absolutely jaw-dropping As soon as it starts You're probably thinking Like the director of Mudbound As soon as that starts The first image you see You're going to be like What the (laughs) hell? Because it looks like You just started a Nova movie Mm -hmm. uh, Or a Guardians movie Absolutely uh, so she is a tremendous, tremendous pick. Uh, I I think a Star Wars film, I've, a Star Wars movie and a Nova movie would be very high on my list mm-hmm. for projects that I would love to see her make. Or The Eternals. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, that would be terrific. But she is absolutely a strong, strong candidate for Guardians as well. There's no – just like with – we were talking about Jordan Peele and that at the point that you can get that filmmaker – To make a project, you just say yes. Whatever she says she wants, you just... Keep saying the word yes until the meeting's over, essentially, because she needs whatever project she wants yep. and whatever you can get her to agree to make for you. Then just do it.
0: Absolutely, completely agree. Well, that's why she's my number one choice. Yeah, I think <laughs> one day I really hope she does work with Marvel Studios because uh, I think they would. I would think they would work very, very well together, and she would make Marvel Studios an even better place than it already is. Especially yes. after this year with this past year with Taika and then Ryan Coogler and everybody else. But those are our candidates for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Let us know who you would like to see direct Guardians 3. Maybe it's somebody that's on our list. Maybe it's somebody that we have omitted and we wrongfully omitted and you can be sure to shame us and let us know in the comment <laughs> section. But on your way down there, make sure you click the thumbs up button to like this video. Also, please feel free to share this video and make sure you uh, also subscribe to Superhero News if you haven't already. And also click that little bell so you don't miss it anytime we post a new video. And then keep up with us every day at superhero news.com, Facebook and Instagram. At Superhero NewsCon and on Twitter at Superhero NewsCB. Mark, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Mark Hughes Films, and you can always find me at Forbes Reviewing Movies and talking about superhero and genre films. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Sean Gerber. So for Mark, I'm Sean. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.